this. Now, the will of God to some of us is, is dark and mysterious. Uh, should we go to, as I to say sometimes, when I say I'm going to outer Mongolia? Well, I, I don't have any real intentions of that. I just say that sometimes. I don't think that's the will of God for my life. Uh, I think the will of God for my life is to stay in Randolph County and to be a preacher to the people of Randolph County. Now, I may be wrong about that, and the will of God for my life could change. And I'm convinced if God has something else in store for me to do, uh, that God will show me. Now, you take, for example, probably uh, 25 years ago, almost now, I, I thought possibly that it would be God's will for me to move somewhere else and go to school in that state. But I, I thought about that thing, and I, and I prayed about that thing, and I, and I looked into the Word of God. And all of a sudden, one day, I, my wife has always been extremely uh, good in doing crafts and things like that. And one of the first things that she ever did was a little thing that uh, she got through the mail. It said, Bloom Where You're Planted. And I was thinking about this, and should I move? Should I go somewhere else? Uh, what should I do? And uh, that right there stuck to me. I saw that and I felt that was the hand of God moving in my life to show me that he wanted me to stay uh, where I had been planted and he wanted me to bloom for him uh, where I had been born and where I had been raised and lived all of my life. Now, you may disagree with that, but uh, I'll be honest and frank with you. I can't tell you the will of God for your life. God might want you to, to go to school out of state. He might want you to pack up your bags and go there. He might want to send you somewhere on the far side of the world, uh, 300 uh, uh, miles from home or 3,000 miles from home. Uh, there's no telling what God's will is for you. But you see, I can't tell you what God's will is for your life. Uh, I, can, I think I can tell the will of God for my family that lives under my roof, under my wife and I's roof. I believe I can tell them what the will of God for them is while they live with me. But the moment that they go out on their own, uh, then they reach a certain age. Uh, then that's between them and God. And I honestly cannot tell them what God wants them to do. Now, I've walked with God for many a day now. God might give me some insight into some things, but it's not my place to tell them what to do concerning the will of God. God will tell them uh, himself. If God gives a person a calling, nobody's going to shake that calling. If God gives direction, nobody is going to shake that direction. Do you see what I'm saying? Your intentions might be good. Your intentions might be well. But uh, if it's something concerning God, uh, God is the one that's going to have to tell the individual what to do. 
But sometimes we're, we're so concerned about the mysteries of the will of God that we forget about what is pinned down in the word of God in black and white. Now, I don't really think that God is going to reveal to you uh, the mysteries of the will of God for your life until you've taken care of what is pinned down in the word of God. Now, this is God's book. Now, I've learned, I learned many, many years ago that when you deal with controversial subjects, the best thing you can do is to read the Word of God and see what thus saith the Lord God Almighty and just put it down ABC from the Word of God. Now, there's nothing wrong with making comments and there's nothing wrong with adding personal experiences along to help explain what you're reading. But if you're going to plow a deep furrow, uh, you better be using the Word of God. Because if you try to use uh, something from your own making up, your own imagination or your own thoughts, people will tear that all to pieces. But if they want to tear the Word of God all to pieces, then they've got a problem with God. And uh, they don't have a problem with the man that's reading the Word of God. And I must say that when I started out, uh, I did not have the comprehension that probably I should have of what the will of God was uh, for my life and for your life and for every single solitary believer's life. And I don't think many of you did. But I've read these scriptures now last Sunday and all during the week we dealt with verses uh, dealing with the will of God. And as I was studying for this right here, I found one that I missed. And we'll go back and pick that up. And I'm sure there's probably some others that I've missed. But, but we're hitting the high points and I think we're hitting some of the low points also. We're dealing with the will of the Lord or the will of God for your life and for my life. Now there's some basic laws that are pinned down. And if you want to know the real mysteries of the will of God for your life, you're going to have to take care of the things that are in black and white in the Word of God. And some of these things are right difficult because they go across the natural grain of man's desires and man's wants. Things that you personally want to do uh, the will of God will cross those things. And the things that you've been taught in school as far as humanism and uh, materialism, uh, the will of God for every Christian's life is going to cut deep across those things that you've been taught all the years that you were in public school. And I'm afraid to say also many times even in Christian schools, uh, we try to steer away from humanism and materialism but that's just part of the old flesh. And sometimes it's hard to break away. And even in the local church many times, you see the doctrine of humanism and the doctrine of materialism creeping in. And those things need to be set aside because the word of God cuts a deep, deep furrow across those things. And in your life, 
it hurts sometimes to realize that, that we're as far out of the will of God as we are. But the Word of God will help you. And as you take the Word of God and hear the Word of God and read the Word of God yourself and study the Word of God, uh, you'll be strengthened uh, to the place where you can accept the will of God. Now, when you get to the place in your life that you've done everything that the Word of God prints out about the will of God for your life, I'm convinced that God has something that he will share with you, something that he wants you to do, something that he wants you to be, something that he wants you to accomplish. And he'll do that. Now, sometimes the will of God is difficult. Uh, sometimes the will of God may be a hospital bed. Uh, sometimes the will of God may be packing up and, and going to the other side of the world. It may be something difficult, and yet it may be something that's real simple and real easy. Now, whether it be difficult to the human mind, uh, if God has given you that desire to do that will of his, and if you've accomplished what's pinned down in black and white, I believe that you will look forward to and that you will enjoy and that you will have the capabilities of fulfilling the will of God for your life if you allow God to take care of what's in black and white. And whatever it is, however difficult it may be to the human individual, God can give grace and God can give the capability to accomplish the will of God for your life. But don't worry so much about the mysterious or the things that's hidden or the things that might be quite difficult to accomplish. First of all, accomplish through the grace of God and through the faith that God can give, accomplish what's pinned down in the Word of God. Ephesians 5, 17. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding that the will of the Lord is. Now, this should be the key to each of our lives. Uh, we are saved. We've trusted the Lord Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior. Now, after you've been saved, after God has taken up a home inside your bosom, uh, what does God want you to do in simple words? What is the will of God or the will of the Lord for your life? Verse number 15. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Now, in simple words, circumspectly means that you constantly got your eyes open and you've got your ears open. You watch wherever step goes you watch, uh, what you, you very careful what your ears hear, and you're very careful what your mind speaks through the lips that you have. Now, these are three different avenues here. Uh, the avenue that of hearing, uh, the avenue of walking, the avenue of speaking, 
These are all capabilities that someone that is healthy and has normal body functions, we possess these things. And so God says that in the will of God for your life as a Christian, uh, you need to watch where you go, you need to watch what you hear, and you need to watch what you say. You need to be aware of all these things. Not as fools. Now, the fool has said in his heart, there is no God for me. Now, that's a fool. That's a person that says there's no God for him. Now, we all do foolish things sometimes. But a fool literally is a person that says there is no God for me. And so God says that as, as my little child, as a believer, as one that's trusted the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, I want you to do this, for this is the will of God or the will of the Lord. Redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Now, you're allotted so much time upon the face of the earth. Now, he's appointed to man uh, three score and ten, seventy years. Now, some people extend that time, and some people shorten that time. We are told different things in the Word of God that you can do to extend your life, and there's things that you can do to shorten your life. Now, but even at the best, if you have the seventy years, or if you live to be a hundred, what, what is a hundred years in comparison uh, to 6,000 years or 10,000 years or, for example, all eternity? Now, a hundred years would be like taking a five-gallon bucket of water as eternity, and a hundred years would be like a drop of water in that five-gallon bucket. Hard to find one drop that you've dropped in the bucket now, isn't it? If the bucket's almost full of water and the bucket will handle one more drop of water and you drop that one drop of water in there and it fills it to the top, there's no area left putting any more. Can you find that drop of water in that five gallons of water? That's a rough comparison as if you live to be a hundred, uh, what your life is really all about. It's just a passing split second. I sometimes find it hard to believe that in, in just uh, two years, I will be 50 years old if I live that long. Uh, that's a half of a century, 50 years. I can remember whenever I was a little boy. I can remember whenever I was a teenager. I can remember when all the children were small. I can remember all these things, and, and sometimes they seem like a long time ago, and sometimes it seems like it was just yesterday. And I'm ashamed to say that almost at this 48 years that I've lived, I, I, I've let time slip by. There was things that I should have done. There was places that I should have went. Uh, there was things I'm convinced the Lord wanted me to do that I didn't do. And I'm convinced that there's decisions that I made as a teenager that has affected my ministry until this point. 
Uh, we need to redeem the time. Uh, you know, you go out and you loan somebody some money and you receive that money back. Uh, you've got something that is yours and you go out and you pay uh, the dues on it or whatever there is. You know, a rough example would be like a pawn shop. Uh, you go to a pawn shop and you lay merchandise down. They give you money back on that and uh, give you a little tag and you have so many days to come back and claim that. And if you want to keep making the payments on it, uh, you, want, you can keep it in there and eventually get it back if you choose to. And so that's, you go back in there and you redeem that only. You give them the money and you take your possessions back. Well, that's the way time is. Time should be redeemed constantly. You can put it on the shelf somewhere. But the only problem is uh, you can't go back and get it. The time that you could have spent with your children is now past as far as them being children. And they've grown up now, they're teenagers and they're young adults or, or maybe they're, they're adults that are almost 50 now. Uh, you should have taken that time with them in early life, but you didn't. Well, you can do the best you can do now. Uh, you can redeem the time now as best you can. But take advantage of, of every single solitary moment that comes your way. Now there's some times that you have to rest. You can push yourself to the place to where you literally destroy your body. Now you can push yourself to the place where, where God has to slow you down. Where God almost has to hobble you or handcuff you uh, to where you can't do what you used to do. And some people might say, well, you're lazy. Well, uh, if God slows you down and God brings you to a screeching halt, then, then I don't think that's being lazy. There are some men and women that God has had to place upon the bed of affliction uh, for them to listen to God, for them to start redeeming the time. They were so busy with everything around them, they forgot the important things of life and the important things of life are is doing what God wants you to do my constant prayer has been to be the for God to make me the father the husband the servant the preacher the teacher the prayer warrior the Christian the witness that God would have me to be and God sometimes has had to slow me down and bring me to a screeching halt to get me to the place that I would do what God wanted me to do. And I'm convinced that things in my life have taken the turns at time that they have that God might answer my prayer. Now, sometimes our prayers bring hardship into our lives. You pray a certain thing and it's to God's will and God's purpose. And God has to bring something into your life to get you to the place where you'll redeem the time, that you'll look at the time. Oh, whenever I was young, uh, it seemed like Christmas would never come.
it seemed like my birthday would never come. Now I know that uh, many of you waited to that day of 10 years old so that you could get your driver's license. And it seemed like that day would never come. And some of you uh, set a date for your weddings and you looked forward to that date and you thought the date would never come. And, and some of you that's married and uh, your first child and so on, your children, you waited for that day uh, that that child was to be born. And it seemed like that day would never come. Let me tell you something. 16 has long passed me. And the day of my wife and my wedding has long passed us now, 28 years almost worth. And the children have long ago been born. And now the baby is almost 18 years old. Life has, has really passed me. Those things have all passed me. Did I do all that I could to redeem that time? I'm afraid that I did not. I did not give proper attention to some things that I should have. But God knows that for many years now, I've tried to do his will. Now this is all part of the will of God. I know it hurts, and I know it may upset some of you even to think about the will of God in this type of way. But I've, I've read the word of God to you. And if you want the will of God in your life, then you're going to have to do these things that God says. Some of them are very simple. And some of them are very difficult. But God never asked anyone to do anything that he did not give the grace that he did not give the capability or ability to for these things to be accomplished. God is more than able to allow you to accomplish the will of God that is in black and white, the word of God, and he's more than able to help you to accomplish the mysterious things of the will of God. Dear Heavenly Father, save the lost, edify the saved, in Jesus' precious holy name, amen.